What is up, Citizen Detectives, Secret Boyfriends, and Antler Queens? This is the Yellow Jackets Buzz Podcast, and today, Jane Witta, Laura Lee on Yellow Jackets, joining us. Jane, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. We have so many, so many questions. How are you feeling post-finale? Post-finale, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I can finally talk about everything that I want to talk about. And that's why I'm so glad we're doing this interview post-finale because there's just so much that I was like, I, I just can't say anything. And I really only know like season one. I don't know anything past yeah. that. So it's nice. Like I don't have to really catch myself anymore. Cool, cool. I have to say... In a scary episode, your appearance in the finale scared the crap out of me almost more than anything else in that episode because the way they built it to that reveal, that was just masterful. Yeah, that that was a really cool scene. I was actually, the entire time in the scene, before you see me, I'm like sitting in the back, hidden behind Liv. Um, they were like, you gotta be in there. And I was like, I'm wearing a flower dress with a yellow sweater. How am I gonna not be seen, right? Um, <laughs> but that was a really, really fun uh, shoot to come back to, especially because um, my mom was actually there with me that day because I was leaving for LA the next day. So she got to come and like see the set, see the cabin, which was super fun. Um, so it was a really fun day on set, but we wrapped at like 4 a.m. <laughs> it was it was a late night. Oh, wow. I have to say, I have the complete opposite reaction, Glenn. When I saw Laura Lee, I felt peace. There's something about her character that just brings me this, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Even when we know it's not going to be okay at all, I just mm -hmm. see her face and I'm like, oh, it's okay. Laura Lee's here. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> so I saw her and I was like, what a better way for Jackie to enter the afterlife than with Laura yeah. Lee welcoming her. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that that <laughs> we love you, Jackie line is so creepy. I love the way that they did it. Oh, it came out wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am a big fan of movies like Rosemary's Baby and The Omen. And I think just the creepy cult vibes from that mm -hmm. scene were so chilling when you realized what was happening. And just, I mean, credit to the cast. So diving into it. Talk a little bit, what was your process like getting cast and involved in Yellow Jackets? Well, so we started, I think they started the casting process November 2019 because um, we shot the pilot in December. But I auditioned for a couple people before. I auditioned for, I think it was Shauna and Lottie. And then I finally went in for Laura Lee and they were like, there we go. That's blonde, blue eyes. Let's do it. Um, so that was, that was a fun process, especially getting to see each character and their different backstories and kind of being able to step in their shoes. Um, so I felt like that was cool. And I think a bunch of other people auditioned for different parts as well, um, which I think just helps the process. Um, but getting involved in the show, we shot December 2019, and I was actually the only one that was the age of the girls at oh, that wow. time because I was 17 yeah <laughs> now I'm 19 but that was that was super trippy because I was the only one that that I was that age um and then of course pandemic happened and then we shot in Canada but um at the beginning in episode one I really had no idea where Laura Lee's character was headed so I was just like okay Christian girl she's gonna be in this plane crash but I didn't really have much to go off of 
um, until we got later on into the season. Well, that's interesting because, you know, I saw in the interviews that Ashley and Bart are doing now, they're saying that originally Laura Lee was supposed to die in that plane crash. Did they shoot that yeah. or was it decided? No. So the way that, you know, how we have in uh, episode one, we're kind of like getting into that crash, but we're not fully there. Yeah. So their original plan was for episode two. You know, how there's like the girl with the thing coming out of her neck. So I think. Misty was originally supposed to see me dead, but oh. then they changed that. I actually didn't know that Ashley and Bart had said that, so I'm glad that I can talk about that. <laughs> I was like, can I say this? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I was supposed to die, and um, they just liked me and liked what I did with the character. I was like, thanks, guys. I had like three lines in the pilot, but I really appreciate that. <laughs> No, I'm fascinated by the development process of the show and the changes between the pilot script and series and some of the mm -hmm. recasting. I mean, I just think it's a phenomenal journey, um, but it's I think it's great that they saw so much more potential for the character and she played such an important role in mm -hmm. in season one. Um, so how was it portraying a character of such devoted faith? Well, for me, I I grew up Christian. Um, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, which is a church that is very accepting. It, we love anyone and everyone. Um, I, I think reading when I was little, there's like a little message going into the church, and it's like gay, straight, they, them, she, he, her, homeless, housed, whatever, you're welcome here. So that's kind of always the relationship I've had with Christianity, which I know is very different from a lot of people's. Um, and especially a lot of queer people. Um, and so I, I just took it with that. And my mom works at a church, actually. So I've, I've always kind of had that relationship really close to it, even though I'm not Christian. Um, but I think having that really helped me understand that Laura Lee was not this she's not trying to hate on anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's very much like I've read the Bible. I know that Jesus loves everyone. So I'm going to love everyone as well. Um, but I think the thing with Laura Lee that I kind of learned throughout the season and especially with episode eight and with the help of um, our director, Ariel Kleiman, he, we walked through it and cause the original, you know, when she has that accident where she hits her head and, She's revived. Yeah. That's a very taboo thing that's happening. She's having mouth to mouth like at 13 and it just in that environment in such a Christian camp like that's really, really taboo. Um, and so I have always found my faith in things where I normal people kind of might not see it in that way. So because I really like Wicca and a bunch mm -hmm. of the occult stuff. So I um, I took that. And I just made it Christian. I kind of made it my own. And she looks at these really taboo things like the plane that almost killed Jackie. And she thinks, no, that's a sign from God. And even though it was a scary, like almost life or death experience, I've had that before. And that's how I connected to God. So I need to do this in order to fulfill my purpose. Um, so that's kind of the headspace that I went into. But I think another question that a bunch of people were having was when she dives into that pool when she's 13 like why is she diving into the shallow end like what's going on in her head um and we kind of came up with this idea that 
even when she was younger, all throughout her life, she's had these kind of terrible ideas, but she kind of goes into this like fugue state where she doesn't know what she's doing and she just ends up almost dying. You know what I mean? So I think it's, she has these almost not like street smart moves. <laughs> That's what I would call it. And I think I'm very similar in that way because I just have some like moments where I'm like, that would be such a stupid decision if I made that. But it's not like terrible things. Like I'm thinking about re um, making candles because I have a candle obsession. And so I froze my candles. And I had a Laura Lee moment where I was like, you know, like, what if I used like perfume, like my extra perfume in my kit? And I was like, no, Jane, that would make a bomb. Like that's alcohol that you're putting fire <laughs> to. But I just have these moments sometimes and they're just such Laura Lee moments. And <laughs> that's what I've started calling them. I love that because like, um, I I love Laura Lee, but the second you suggested the playing, I'm sitting here watching the episode like, this is a bad idea. Why is nobody stopping her? Which Coach Ben, bless his heart. He tried, oh, but I'm oh, like, no, Laura. <laughs> I know, but she has these ideas that are like, you almost can't stop her because that's right. another thing I feel like with people with faith is it's so strong that anything that you say to them is not going to change their faith and what they've been through. And I think that in Laura Lee's head, she really did believe that she survived the pool and all of that in order to save them later. Right. She has a biggest, bigger purpose. Yeah. So with the pool coming back to that, because we debated that on this podcast, um, talking about was that misjudging the depth? Was there something intentional? Yeah. So do you see it as almost more that she has these intrusive thoughts that she almost acts on the impulse? Very much acting on impulse, not thinking through things. And that's kind of why we wanted to show her in the beginning like that, so that it would make sense for more people to understand that that's where she's coming from. But she has these moments of just, I mean, they're, they're a bunch of teenagers, right? They have yeah. moments of immaturity. And I think that that's a big one for her is she's innocent, she's sweet, she's kind, she's loving, but she can be a bit immature and not in the ways that the other girls are, like in Doom Coming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that type of, she's not that type of immature. She's the type of immature that will go fly a plane because she thinks she can do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> one thing I love about this series is that faith-based characters um, are usually comic relief almost. They're very one mm. note. And I love how Laura faith guides her and plays a very important role in the series. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts because, so, so for me, I mean, I feel very much the nostalgia factor with this show. Mm -hmm. And even though I was not raised in the Christian, Christian faith, um, like Christian culture there was a real Christian culture youth movement that was like cool in the mid nineties when you had like mm -hmm. DC talk and jars of clay. What kind of research did you do into what a Christian teenager would have been into at that time? Um, I kind of just like asked my, so I asked my sister is, um, grew up in the nineties. She was very much a Natalie. That's what I would mm. call her. Like blaring the smashing pumpkins in her pickup yeah. truck with the windows rolled down, you know? Um, but I, I used her and I, I leaned on her a lot because I wanted somebody that 
had an experience in the 90s that went to high school during this time and yeah. was very firsthand. And so she had a friend of hers that was a very devout Christian character. Um, and so I kind of just took some of that information. And then I used a lot of my mom's like growing up because my mom grew up very Baptist. And so picking apart the the layers that weren't um didn't identify with Larley's Christianity. You know what I mean? I tried to, I tried to kind of combine a bunch of different values, but I think the big thing for me with Laura Lee is as soon as I would get into character, I felt like a completely different human. And that is kind of like one of the only times I've had that. And when you look at pictures of me, like in character and not in character, I look completely different. And I just don't know how each time I was kind of mind blown. Um, but yeah, I definitely did a lot of research into just like what activities she would like to do. You know what I mean? Or like what her youth group would do on the weekends in New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But I think the other thing with Laura Lee is she does get invited to that party at yeah. the beginning. You know, like she is she I think she has like two sets of these friends. She has like her really Christian group and then her soccer team like that she really shouldn't be a part of, but somehow she is. And they invite her everywhere, even though they don't tell her anything. <laughs> and I just kind of love that dynamic because I feel like everybody in high school kind of had one of those people. I feel like I was that person, but um, I was always like, wait, what's going on? What are we talking about? And they're like, okay, you know what? We'll tell you later. I was like, hey, sure. <laughs> um, but I think that, that that's such a... For me, I think you can look at it and see one note, mm -hmm. but for me, I didn't. I just, I saw a girl that wants to be accepted, but wants people to accept her for who she is and isn't going to change yeah. um, for that. And I really appreciated that. And that, that's why I feel like sometimes Laura, Lee and I are so different because sometimes I can be the one that's like, I will actually, I will change. I you want, you know, sure, I'll wear this instead of this. And she's not going to do that. She's very headstrong um, and going to wear what she wants, even her sweaters and her flowery shirts and dresses in the middle of the woods, you know? Hey, you know, it <laughs> makes it work. She does. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask about, um, well, just because I'm someone very much older than you, but I still have a stuffed animal. <laughs> from the day I was mm -hmm. born. So I just want to give Leonard a special shout out because I thought he played such a good part in the Laura Lee character. And I saw yes. that you got a tattoo to honor Yellow Jackets mm -hmm. and the stuffed bear. So I just wanted to commend you on your you know, <laughs> commitment to, to give Leonard the, the credit that he deserves yeah. by getting him tattooed on you. I think that's amazing. <laughs> well, the funny, th the funny thing about Leonard and the tattoo is Leonard, I actually, I don't know where he is right now, but I have a Leonard in my room. I, uh, I asked for one. I was like, I, you have 20 of these. I know you lit like six on fire, so I know you have duplicates. Um, <laughs> so I took one the last day when we were filming. But I have so many stuffed animals. I'm literally sitting on like three right now. I'm such <laughs> a stuffed animal person. <laughs> um, but the funny thing about the tattoo is I went in, I just... I played a character before um, on a pilot that didn't get picked up by Pete Berg um, called Bloodline, and my character's name was Bird. 
Mm. And so I've kind of always connected with birds and had that. And then, of course, with Laura Lee, when, you know, she connects with other birds, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'll just I'll get a bird tattoo. And I found this guy online that I really liked. He does stick and pokes. And I said, hey, like, I kind of want birds, but I don't know, because I was looking through his flash designs. And he was like, come on in. We'll figure it out. We'll find what you want. Okay, so I get there. And I'm looking through all of his flash designs and he's a new tattoo artist. So he's like, I'm only doing the designs that I've drawn before. I'm not, but if you want to change something about it, I can help you out with that. And I also never do a tattoo twice. So I'm looking through and I see a bunch of teddy bears. I'm like, oh, that would be cute. But I'm really still dead set on this bird idea. And he didn't have any birds, but I'm flipping through and there's a teddy bear with angel wings and a halo holding a bird. I'm like, that, that's the one. That's the one I want. And he was like, like meant oh, to yeah. be. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I really like this one. Like, my old tattoo artist boss was like, this is the one. This is your best design yet, but nobody has picked it. And it's apparently a statue from his mom's garden. So it, I didn't even make that tattoo design. <laughs> I just found it. And I was like, this is Laura Lee. This is it. Um, so that was, that I am mind really blown at I know. story because I, I follow you and I think the tattoo <laughs> you came up with the idea, the angel wins the halo because of what happens mm -hmm. to Laura Lee, the bird, and then the teddy bear. So the fact I that it, it was meant to be, you were meant to get that tattoo. It was so weird. It was really meant to be. He was like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to like look for a little bit longer. And I was like, no, I know I want this one. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm a little bummed we didn't get to see Laura Lee on shrooms when Leonard started talking to her. I think that would have been a moment. I know. I, know. I feel yeah. like she would have, like, seen the skies open up and been like, oh, my God, Jesus is walking down towards me. That would have been, yeah, that would have been really funny. Um, I would have loved to play Laura Lee on shrooms. Oh, my God. In F sharp, just the, <laughs> when you drop the piano teachers. I mean, that was. That was my favorite Laura Lee moment. Oh, that was perfect. Because, <laughs> yeah. of course, you think that it was going to be something subtle that Laura Lee would think was a bad word, but really wasn't that bad. And it was just like, whoa, okay, yeah. we're going there. Yeah, that we're was going awesome. there. I love Which that goes monologue. to show you, yeah, it goes to show you the two dimensions that you just said Laura Lee has, mm -hmm. same as getting invited to the party. You think she's this sweet, innocent girl, but there is a yeah. different side of her. And yeah. that right there showed it. I was not expecting her to come up mm -hmm. with that. It was amazing. Also, I just find it so funny. Somebody on Twitter or Reddit talked about this, but they're like, every time Laura Lee says a curse word, she ends up in a plane crash. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> no. But it's true. No more cursing for Laura Lee. Well, she can't. But I, and when I was like talking to my family, you know, they of course like wanted to know what happened later on, and yeah, I was had to talk to them about it. I was working, you know what I mean. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I die in a plane crash, and they were like, no, 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 you survived the plane crash, and I was like, no, I die in a second plane crash. When you were actually, uh, speaking, <laughs> yes, when you were speaking about how the character made it when she was supposed to die in the plane crash, I was like, well, technically mm -hmm. speaking, she died. Technically, in a plane she crash. did die in a plane crash. Just not they the just extended one. her stay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> sure, a little bit. <laughs> Had to get close to Lottie. Yeah. And I was going to say, how was it working with Courtney Eaton given that the journey between Laura Lee and Lottie was so powerful? I, I love Courtney. I think she is such a phenomenal actress. She made it so easy to play off of her. 
Um, but I think that their moments are really, really special because, like I said, Larley finds God, faith, and really taboo things and that's that's Lottie you know that's how they connect and I don't we kind of didn't really get into this backstory but I don't think that they've had a lot of connection before the plane crash I think that this is really the one thing that brings them together um and then obviously probably Lottie's downfall when I die as well yeah um but it's I love the the highs and the lows of their storyline um and I also really like how they have had very similar near-death experiences. Um, so when I hit my head in that thing, like when I'm younger, Lottie also had that car crash, but she also had the same experience that I had when I was 13 when I baptized her. And I think that, that was, that's such a cool like parallel between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do think that their, their storylines mesh perfectly together i wasn't expecting to you know that to happen that relationship to take place and it was really funny to me because after people saw the pilot they were like oh lottie lottie and laura lee lottie lee i was like how did you guys see this i didn't even see this when we filmed the pilot what so that was that was pretty funny to me i loved that people were able to catch on i was like i didn't catch on so many similarities the bible also had a very strong impact on lottie just in a different way Exactly. Like literally. <laughs> just, just literally. Yeah. <laughs> right at her. That was just so great. You think about everything you see with exorcisms and movies and whatnot. And it's funny that nobody, nobody tried that in the exorcist. Nobody just literally tried. Maybe. Yeah. Throw a Bible. N- no. And the funny thing is I was talking to Ashley and Bart before the, we filmed that episode. And I was like, so it's like the exorcist, right? Like, that's like what she's thinking about. That's what's coming to mind. And they were like, yeah, like, she is fully using her brain, remembering this movie that she saw and being like, this is going to work. And it did. But um, I, yeah, I just spent the entire weekend before we filmed that just watching The Exorcist over and over and over and over and over again. I love The Exorcist. It's one of my favorite it's, horror movies. It, honestly, I was really happy and excited that I just had to watch it for my homework. Yeah. That, was, that was fun homework. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 1,000%. I would do horror yeah. movie homework any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> what is your dream casting for older Laura Lee, if you could have your pick? Um, I've thought about this. Of course I have. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to, like, <laughs> I've, I've done this, like, face app thing where you put your face onto different actors and scenes. We all have, girl. We all have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the one that I did, I was like, this works so well, but Cameron Diaz, it's like, you know what? That's Is really anybody... good, actually. I, I see I it. I was like, <laughs> I want, I would want Cameron Diaz to play me. Um, but yeah, that I obviously totally that won't it. happen. <laughs> it could still happen. You know, it could have been like Back to the Future. Uh, her and Leonard could have ripped the space-time continuum and gone back and. Uh... You know what? Maybe that's happened. She did make a Back to the Future reference. There's yeah. the theory. Yes. She met Cabin Guy, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, set everything in motion. Oh, yes. Cabin guy. <gasps> Who knew, like, French Canadians could be so terrifying? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was something. But no, I, uh, so speaking of stuff that was deleted, I have to ask this because we've seen so much addressed on the series, whether it was like fishing or animal traps or just these mm-hmm. little sides. 
was there ever any mention or uh recognition of a radio or why there wasn't a radio in that airplane in that Cessna in the Cessna I I don't know to be honest um I mean I did I did do a bunch of research about like the plane and stuff like that because but also my brother is a pilot um and so I kind of leaned on him but I'm not really sure I think if either that Cessna was very old and it wasn't like up to date so it wasn't working or um it like had gotten ripped out but I think I think it's very possible that it could have gotten taken out Mm. because of that whole thing of like it didn't want it to leave like I definitely think if Lara Lee had taken off and there'd been a radio in there she would have been able to reach somebody and could have at least let them know even if she still did die um but i definitely think if there was an option for that in there she would have done that i mean she's immature but she's smart um so yeah i I don't really know that's a really great point um i was just curious that was like mm -hmm. like, i was watching the show just thinking about like what's uh what would i do in the situation or what's there so yeah maybe maybe there's a ripped out radio that's somewhere in the woods hopefully i mean yeah yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> so I have to say, at the end of that journey, morally being seen as the most of the straight-laced characters who would <laughs> respect authority, her standing up to Coach Ben is just how was it playing such a pivotal moment of strength for that character? I I loved that, and that is all thanks to our brilliant director because the what are you going to do to stop me coach line is really was really Jackie's line. Oh, wow. And our director was like, no, Lauren Lee needs this line because this is her like final, like I'm standing up to you moment. Um, And so I was really, really happy that I got that line and that I could kind of play that moment. Um, And that was really fun. I've seen videos and clips of it because I I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but that little like step forward that I did was like a big decision for me <laughs> at the moment. I was like, should I step forward? Should I not step forward? Should I just stay here? How is this? Would I do this? It was a very big moment for me, but I really liked the way that it turned out in that whole monologue, especially my favorite thing of that entire scene is when she's like, excuse me, she's really quiet at the beginning. And then she's like, no, <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> I like just from zero to 100 real quick. Yes, <laughs> um, which is what I love about her. That's like very her. She's very gung ho. Very, I'm yeah. gonna take care of things. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I don't know if you know this information, but what sign do you think Laura Lee is? Oh, I've okay. I've thought about this. Um, <laughs> being my astrology nerd self that I am, um, I definitely yeah, I definitely think that she is um a Cancer Sun. I think she's very, very loving, very kind, but also kind of doesn't think things through, which is kind of a, you know. Um, and then I would say Aquarius rising or moon. And then there's like one Aries placement in that big three, but I never know where to put it. Um, you think so? Aries? I think I wouldn't so. Know, but I, I have played this game with my friend. We are both astrologers, so we were mm-hmm. trying to pick the signs for all of the 1996 yes. and current day characters, because I'm convinced Taisa is a Capricorn. Nobody can tell oh, me otherwise. for sure. And Jackie right? and Leo. 
But I don't think I would have placed an Aries. That's a very interesting mm -hmm. choice. You and I could have a show just trying to pick <laughs> signs for all these characters. <laughs> Do their entire birth charts. Yes. Um, no, I think that the Aries comes in with um, those that like strong headedness. Um, but also it's so close to Taurus. I think it's like an Aries Taurus cusp type of situation right. because she has to that stubbornness, she has a lot of fire in that. Um, and I, I see her as this like fiery water sign with just like the tiniest sprinkle of air added in. Yeah, um, no, no, no. I see it. Now that you yeah, brought it up, yeah, I see yeah. it. It's just like I'm mind blown because that was not in my sign speculations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I and agree. I think that there's also like a couple other characters that I would identify that have Aries in their big three. Um, and so I think that like that's how her relationships kind of develop. Right. Um, but I also definitely think Lottie is a Pisces and that's why the Pisces and Cancer, you know, yeah. are and hanging out together. The relationships <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> yeah. Uh, now I understand more why I got Lottie on the, the BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> it's all making sense to me now it's, it's all making sense. sense well so courtney Eaton mentioned in an interview that her internal motivation in singing kiss from a rose when she was preparing for the scene was telling herself that that was laura lee's favorite song is mm. that in your head canon now as well um yeah it, it definitely wasn't before but it i as soon as i heard the song on doom coming i was like yeah this is definitely a laura lee song this is what she would listen to um i added it to my laura lee playlist that i recently i love released. the playlist by the way so i checked <laughs> thank it out you. i thank have a you. special request to add learn to fly from foo fighters just for the humor okay okay i will i will i was thinking about putting girl on fire but i was like that's like a little bit too on, on yeah so much oh you, um, you know laura lee was learning practicing that intro on piano oh you know yeah, yeah oh yeah 100%. for sure she definitely was um yeah i, ju I just love laura lee as a character and i think that i don't know how myself played her and played it so christian but i think i just like went into it and was like i just have to really fully believe in yeah. everything that this character believes in and that's what i how i went into that headspace i think you did an amazing job and i've been Thank obviously you. fangirling and following you on instagram <laughs> and i can see the difference on how you are and the character mm. that you play when you say you felt like a different person when you put on the laura lee persona yeah. i see it which makes it even more amazing the the performance that you gave because thank when you. i talk thank to you, you now and following you on social media i see a complete different girl than the girl you were playing yeah thank you awesome. now i'm fa uh, fantasy booking in my head thinking for season two lottie needs a vision of like a dark laura lee to come back I hope. Oh I mean, fingers crossed, right? Yes. At least, yeah. at least for, you know, maybe a few episodes. Something. <laughs> Sprinkle her in. So I, mean, I asked I ask Kevin this question, and I have to ask you. I have a feeling, though, that you might give me a biased answer, but I'm still going to ask you the question. Okay. If you were stranded in the woods all by yourself, would you mm -hmm. rather have Laura Lee's faith or Lori's visions? Mmm. <laughs> I'll take the visions. Not gonna lie. I'll take the visions. Take the visions because Same. that faith is gonna make you take flight and die. <laughs> See, but 
that's just, that's a that. slight bias answer. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just slightly. I feel like everybody might be slightly biased after episode right. eight. <laughs> it's just amazing how the shit went down when Laura Lee wasn't there to be a compass and guide for the group and for Lottie to keep her in check. Yes, yes, and I think that that's definitely why Laura Lee had to go. You know, like there has to be that moment of oh, like stuff's gonna happen. Like there's no there's no moral compass anymore. It's gone off the rails. Um, but I also just really like how her death was such a hero thing. And yeah. I think that that's why it really only affects Lottie the most. Because she felt like she could have done the most. But mm. everybody else that, you know, we've been on a team together. We played soccer for years. Everybody else knew my headstrong qualities. They knew they weren't going to be able to stop me. But I think Lottie was like, that's why it affected her so much because she knew she would have been one of the only people to stop me and she didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a really cool way to br- take out a character. You know what I mean? And totally. such a, a special way like that. Also, first death. So I'll take yeah. that, you know, post post Yeah. Um, and what's your experience been like watching this series? Oh, it's been so much fun. I've been watching with my family um, and friends. I w- was hanging out with two of my friends last night. We watch Euphoria. We get together every week and watch Euphoria when it comes out. And every single time, without a doubt, whenever I'm watching TV with my friends, they'll be like, oh, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch Yellow Jackets. I'm like, I have seen it so many times. Please go watch it on your own time because I don't think I can watch it anymore. I've seen it like 20 times. Like I love you. I love the show, but it's going to melt my brain. Like I need a break from all of the gore for just one second. But I swear every single time I go over to a friend's house or they come over to my house, they're like, can we watch Yellow Jackets? It's really all I want to watch. I'm like, you're really not going to let me go through the other options? Yeah, but I'm honored. I'm honored. Um, And I'm like, well, you know, I got, I'll just turn it on for you. I'll do something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I was going to say, but I do have plans once Omicron gets somewhat better um, in LA to uh, do a whole like watch party and binge the entire first season with my friends, which should be fun. That's all. Should be amazing. And uh, do you have any favorite fan theories? Okay, let's see. Um, I really, really liked the Adam is hobby theory, (laughs) even though that's not true. I just was like, when this theory first came up, because when we were reading the scripts, people kind of, you know, were starting to think this in, you know, the cast and the crew. They were like, oh, is Adam hobby? I was like, that would be amazing. Like, that would be such a switcheroo. Like, could you imagine? And they were like, it's not going to be that because it's too, it's too obvious. And I was like, no, they're going to do it. And then, of course, it didn't happen. But I just loved how people were, like, picking up on it. I, I didn't. But I wanted to go on Reddit and, like, respond to all of the Adam is hobby things and just, like, be like, yes, this is 100% <laughs> the answer. You got it. Oh, my God. But I didn't. 
I just really like that period. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we were all of us super fans were reaching with that mm -hmm. one, but it was just so mm -hmm. good that it was hard to let go. Um, I'm yeah. also curious to know who your favorite modern day character is. Definitely older Shauna, Melanie. I love, I just love watching Melanie perform. I mean, all of them are amazing. Christina, Melanie, um, Tawny, and Juliet. But for me, I think the, I, I really hadn't, I'd seen Melanie on Two and a Half Men, um, yeah. but I hadn't really seen anything else that Melanie had to, or, and, but I'm a cheerleader. Um, and the funny thing is we were on the same plane together when we went to Canada and we get into customs and she's with her baby um and she didn't have like the right paper that she mm. printed out like she was missing one and i was like here like we have the same paper like i'm part of the same show here you go like it's me um and they like let her pass through with my, one of my papers but um ever since then she was just very very sweet to me and nice. she's such a role model she got all of us necklaces at the end nice. um and she would send us emails and just say like, hey, if you ever need, don't know who to talk to on set and have any issues, come to me, we can figure it out, we'll work it out. Um, and just honestly, such a blessing to have her. And I mean, I never, I've reached out and told her that she's amazing, but I never needed to reach out to her. But I was just really glad that she gave everybody that option. It was really sweet. That's awesome. It's mm -hmm. really great to hear. So what other projects do you have coming up? What are you working on now? Well, I'm uh, currently auditioning um, like crazy, which is really fun. I love doing auditions. Um, and then I'm also a writer. So I have something in the works with that, which is really exciting. Um, and then, yeah, I'm also just figuring out kind of what I want to do because I was, I took five classes while we filmed Yellow Jackets. Um, wow. I don't know why I did that to myself. <laughs> so I'm a little burned out. <laughs> um, right. But I'm taking this semester off, kind of figuring out what I want to do, um, what my next game plan is. But yeah, definitely just auditioning and working on my writing projects, which is very fun. I hope to release some, some in some way. Um, my like dream is to produce a poetry book. So hopefully that would be amazing yeah you know how you yeah. can uh get over the burned out is you need to throw another why not a writer theme party that's actually very true i will get yes. right on that um i will we, my i, I saw that in your feed <laughs> and i thought that was incredible i love this girl and i will forever love her <laughs> that that was one of the best parties i think i've ever had it was 2019 so you know better times right. um <laughs> and it was like the last like Halloween party I had I do before pandemic I did a Halloween party with my one of my best friends and she was my roommate for a little bit um Mila and we went to high school together and our first party that we did because we were kind of like the weird kids in high school that didn't like really party like we wanted like our version of partying was doing crafts right you know um so we had a Disney themed Halloween party and made like felt like mickey mouses um decorated <laughs> cookies um made a magic mirror to like take pictures in front of we made did not make jello shots with alcohol in them no 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 we made the alien jello shots from toy no. story <laughs> yeah no alcohol to be found and Amazing. i was this 
Laura Lee moment. Here's a Laura Lee moment. I was like, you know, the easiest way to heat this up is just to put the Pyrex mixing bowl, the glass mixing bowl, on the stove. It's not insane. <laughs> That used to yes. be possible before they changed the formula. It's true. It's true. Yes. I thought that I was right in this. And then, um, yeah, it exploded. So yeah. <laughs> that was we really oh, no. did not have a lot of jello that night. Um, <laughs> thank God there wasn't any alcohol in it or else that would have been an even worse oh. mess. I would have smelled so bad. <laughs> oh, Jane, you're just tempting fate. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, mm, you know, I don't think I should be allowed in the kitchen anymore maybe at all microwave that's what i can handle <laughs> at least you found out about it early on so you can just avoid it forever now you know <laughs> it's true and you know you really learn these life lessons like i don't think laura lee will ever fly a plane again but she can't, so yeah that yeah. is out of her bucket list well, and you will not find learn how to find a plane on laura Lee's no. bucket list no no it's not there anymore it's i see there. it People today, I'm playing like Microsoft Flight Simulator, and I'm like, you know, I think I could take I the controls I if I had to. I think I could do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. I honestly feel the same way because my brother has also let me steer a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I um, I there was this guy that tweeted about Yellow Jackets on uh, Twitter, and he works at Red Bull, and I saw that in his Ooh, title. Yeah. And I DM'd him and I was like, hey, you think I could get some Red Bull? Like, I want some Red Bull. Um, and he was like, yeah, I can send you some Red Bull. And I was like, oh, sick. He was like, just don't fly any planes while you drink the Red Bull. And I was like, you got it. I'm just not going to tell you that my brother loves to drink Red Bull when he's flying. Um, but I got this <laughs> Red Bull in. They sent me 192 cans of Red Bull. <laughs> I have enough Red Bull to survive a plane crash in the woods. Like, I could have had enough Red Bull for all of them. And guess um, what? It gives you wings, so you don't need to I, fly the plane. You'll have your own wings. See, this is why they needed to give me the Red Bull beforehand. Um, the funny thing is I actually do have a tattoo behind my neck of wings, of a pair of wings um, that I've always had. So that was also hilarious going into filming. I was like... <laughs> I'm flying. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like this is this is weird. Why do all of my tattoos have weird coincidences? <laughs> you know, you know, we always talk about is this show supernatural? Is there something supernatural going on? Now I'm a firm believer in signs. Obviously, mm -hmm. there is. There's all the signs point you were meant to play, Laura Lee. Mm -hmm. There's that. There's there was another weird coincidence thing that happened. I posted it on my Instagram stories, but. I was looking through the Reddit Yellow Jackets page and somebody said, oh, a tribute for Laura Lee. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is. And I click on it and it's this song and they were like, these lyrics, this song, the music video, it all fits into Laura Lee. I think some of the lyrics were like attributing to like a plane crash or something like that oh, wow. and like birds and connecting to her. And it's Daphne by Leah Isis. Mm -hmm. And Leah Isis is my favorite artist and has been since I was 13. And it what was so, yeah, it was very weird to me, especially because she's such a one-off artist that anytime I'm like, oh, have you heard this song? It's by Leah Isis to my friends. And I'm like, oh, this is my favorite song. Like, we don't know who that is. Like, nobody knows who that is. I'm like, right. okay, yeah, nobody knows who that is. It's good, though. You should listen to it. Um, <laughs> but 
I, it was just so weird, like such crazy coincidences that happen that are like, that's that's trippy. Nobody knows that artist. That's my favorite artist. Nobody else. Right. <laughs> this community for Yellow Jackets is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I feel like, I mean, I'm going back to like, I was an OG, like my so-called life fan. And when the mm -hmm. internet was new and I remember <laughs> how passionate people were about that then. But seeing this, I mean, we're seeing all these great fan arts and edits and mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything fan fiction yet not like serious fan fiction i saw i saw i've seen some fan fiction oh my <laughs> god <laughs> there's a bunch of lottie lee fan fiction that uh -oh. send me the episode, episode two that fan fiction came out hilarious um oh but yeah it was basically like lottie is searching you know through her pillbox right two days after they crash and laura lee comes up to her and is like what are you taking those for? Like, why didn't you tell me? And then they like end up like hugging and having a moment. And that's what the fan fiction was about. So I keep talking about this. Yeah. Showtime needs to do some licensing. I mean, the Shauna journals, we've been talking a recurring theme, like, cause we know a lot of artists, like someone needs to pitch like yellow jackets, freshman year, the comic book or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like these characters, we want to know more of this world mm -hmm. and it's going to be so painful to wait for this next season. Yeah. It's going to be painful for me, too, because I know I'm not going to have any clue what's happening. Um, I'm going to have to text. I'm going to have to text the group chat and be like, can you guys just like fill me in every week? Like I just a FaceTime call. That's it. That's all I require. You're not um, asking 10 for minutes. Yeah. Just 10 minutes of your time. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, I, I'm very, very excited. I mean, even with the older stuff and watching the show, I tried to not pay attention to their scenes as much yeah. i mean of course because i'm dead i wouldn't know what's happening to them but also i'm way younger you know like there's a disconnect there um so i wouldn't even know to begin with so i tried to leave a lot of the older stuff as a mystery and that's been really fun being able to watch i always get really excited when i see the older stuff because i'm like i don't really know what's gonna happen and this is like a whole new world it was really like we were filming two different shows which was yeah, super right. cool and they were filming one like one week on one week off they were all yeah so we would do yeah we would do one week older one week younger one week older one week younger which was nice it gave us like a little bit of a break um during that week off which was nice so did you know um the big reveal with the cult and everything at the end of episode 10 yes yeah that i mean for me that's just like yes yeah we're gonna go there lottie is alive and uh... mm -hmm. i also like knew about all of like the lottie stuff you know yeah um i think they really start to tell you about it in um i think it's episode six like the one yeah. where like literally every shot with her there's a pair of antlers behind her and you're <laughs> like what the heck guys See, I'm the type of fan that will be like, that's too obvious, but Adam's back tattoo, I'm still convinced means something. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly who you are, Glenn. That's exactly that's who I am. I'm going to die on that hill. Mm -hmm. uh, well, J Jane, thank you so much for your time. Thank today. you. Uh, thank you for please, having me. Anytime you want to come back. Hey, season two, if you want to recap an episode and do a deep dive, please. I would love to spitball theories with you guys when season two comes out. That would be amazing. Ah, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. We will catch you next time on Yellow Jackets Buzz. Thank you. Bye.